0: nifty 50 that's right this is the 50th episode of hotline league we've been doing this for almost uh, uh, over a year now i don't know how we only have 50 it should be 52 but it doesn't matter because this is the 50th episode i don't know if i've ever done 50 of anything in my life uh but here we are on hotline league guess what guys cloud nine's in we talked about that last episode but team liquid not so in hundred thieves i don't even know if they exist anymore we're going to talk about so much here right here on hotline league starting now And then this is where a mystery sponsor, Uh, like eventually their thing will be here. It's not here.
1: The coolest, the coolest wipe ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. It'll just. And that'll be the sponsor. They are sponsoring this. I can't wait to tell you guys who they are, but we're building the hype. That's what, that's what it is these days. You have to, you, it's, you got to build the hype, the mystery. All right. Now we're into the show. Uh, Mark is here. Mark, my constant co-host. How's it going, Mark?
1: As much as I try to not be your constant co-host, you refuse to do these
2: without me.
0: Yeah. That's actually true. Mark tried to skip one and uh and I didn't let him.
2: Yeah.
1: And that was the one that resulted in me having to battle with the the EU Reddits. Yeah. Because I was tired.
0: Yeah. So that was got, that's you got, why. You got any more angry EU comments? Because I think that helped us traffic a little more. So if you can, and that was number one on the subreddit.
1: I had two two threats because Raz responded too.
0: Yeah, he just threw you under the bus too. He was just like, <laughs> "Goodbye, Mark."
1: What? I, he just said his thoughts. I don't consider someone having different thoughts throwing someone under the bus.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, regardless, I anyone uh, who
1: disagrees with Travis from now on is being <laughs> is throwing him under the bus.
0: Yeah, I mean that's how I've always viewed it. Uh, if anybody disagrees, you either you either agree with me or you're my enemy. Um, so, that's just a warning to everybody. Uh, we also have Anero here. Anero who is the newly that's minted...
3: That's a yikes noise.
0: <laughs>
3: that was gross.
0: Mark, we're trying to keep the viewers, okay? We're not trying to lose them.
1: Dude, my, everyone loves my ASMR video. I get more credit for that than I think anything I've ever done. But you did an ASMR video? Yeah, it's one of those ones that's uh, like a, you have to be a big fan to have seen it.
0: Mark, can I introduce yeah, Anero?
1: Markie. Oh, sure, right.
0: It would just, that'd be nice. Anero is here. He's the newly minted, are you officially the, is the title head coach?
3: Yeah, it's, it's head coach, Golden Guardians.
0: Okay, well, uh, congratulations on the gig. You certainly got your work cut out for you. Thanks, dude um but yep. i'm sure you're up to the task uh do you want to talk a little bit about how that all came into place because so far i think we've only seen like a press release
3: uh how it all like came to be i mean i wasn't really intending to even come back to coaching uh my whole like opportunity and stuff like i was just wanted to focus on actually building up just a completely different subset of things for for esports to kind of help the developmental aspect of things with players um, just really honestly happened into this opportunity opening up which I mean I obviously made contacts with Golden Guardians and I did the consulting work with them Um, so they had new management come in they set that whole thing up I have a lot of respect for for Danan Danan reached out to me and basically just you know the offer was there I was able to, to basically do pretty much what I wanted to do outside of all of this anyways while being a part of the team while coaching just like exactly what I wanted overall like if I could keep coaching, do all of this stuff and have great management, that's what would keep me in eSports, and I like, was super lucky that that actually opened up. So nice.
1: was, So what was, was the really opportunity? Because it was, it was really vague when you left Echo Fox what it was. Can you tell us more, like, anything more about it?: There's nothing like super specific. It was legitimately
3: just looking to actually do independent um, stuff to help the actual developmental part of like academy players and league, because I feel like that system is really, really awful at the moment, just like overall. I wanted to help with that, and I was going to do stuff outside of League. I was going to go back to my like lighting gig with stuff, where I used to do like um, like live lighting and sound production stuff where I got into esports. I was going to work in that while doing the developmental stuff for League on the side. And then
1: if things like opened up in esports overall, then I would look like, to go into that. You want to go into lighting, but you come to our show with the yellow yeah. light. Yeah, I what? mean. What a
3: resume. Well, not
0: just any lighting, Mark, but on, live man. lighting. And he's on a I live lighting show. With-
3: Other people's money that they buy the lights for. I'm not buying my own lights. Well,
0: I would just (laughs) say right now, your resume looks pretty poor. Uh, I can understand why you went back to coaching, because I don't. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't you want this hellish inferno like I have behind me? (laughs) I mean, if only. Yeah. Would be nice.
0: Very good. Well, uh, (laughs) we are. uh, We're here with an arrow and we are in between group stage and quarters uh, which is pretty hype. Uh, Worlds has been enjoyable to say the least, and we were lucky enough to do one in the middle quarter or in the middle of groups. Uh, since then, we now know that Team Liquid is out, Hundred T is out, lots to talk about there. Uh, Fnatic and G Two are LMS in. is out. LMS is out. Uh, all of LPL is in. Uh, two LCK in. So we know the groups or not? Not the groups, but the uh, the draws for quarters. Uh, and there's a whole lot of stuff. Obviously a lot of conversation buzzing around about 100 Thieves right now and uh, how much yeah. everyone hates Nadeshot. Uh, not true, but uh, I, there's that. How much
1: do you hate 100 Thieves?
0: Yeah, yeah. We
1: Let's all talk about our and personal let's, hate. Let's sure.
0: remember, by the way, that according to Reddit and Twitter uh, and everyone, we were the OG 100T haters, okay? So everybody coming in now, like... Fucking, we were we were here before you. All right, on the hundred. That's team.
1: what I, I want to say is like, why are you upset now? You know, like you didn't see this coming, even before they qualify for worlds when you and I started
0: this, Travis. Yeah, yeah. we we've been warning people, and nobody had listened. Now, admittedly, we also said Cloud Nine wasn't going to get out of groups, but just ignore that part. We were right about the hundred T.
1: I'm from NA. I can only analyze bad play. Yeah. I can't tell you if someone's good. I can only tell you if they're bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're experts in that. Um, I don't know what else has happened. Is there anything else that we want to talk about? Uh, There's the
1: specific quarterfinal matchups. There's uh, the overall like group stage, not just like the, the, the teams that got out or didn't get out, but also like, what do you think of the format? Because they compressed it down from like two, two weeks four days on, three days off, whatever it was, into just eight straight days. Yep. Uh, there's, there's all that stuff to talk we about, We didn't too. really
0: talk about last time about the uh, how the broadcast has been and if people like the way that's been all set up. Um, so, yeah, quite a few things to talk about on the show. Pretty excited about it. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can just get into it. We we should have a caller, by the way, if anybody wants to talk to Anero I feel like him going to Golden Guardians should be a pretty spicy thing. I know I got an in the middle of worlds, but like people love to flame Golden Guardians on this show. Now you've got the guy who's been in charge of trying to revitalize this thing with uh, Danon. so uh, feel free they to come flame me. Yeah. Come and flame him.
3: I love getting flamed.
0: Yeah. Be like, listen, I've been watching. You're the coach of Golden Guardians. I watched all year. They sucked. Why didn't you fix that? It's like, well, that's well, sir, that was actually he's new.
1: Well, he was on Echo Fox. Yeah. Hey, Enero, a lot of people are mad. Uh, you you weren't on Echo Fox for any of the roster swaps, were you? Aside I mean, from the Demonte Phoenix one?
3: I was there, like, still on my two week period. Yeah. Like, that happened, like, on the last week of my two week period is when it all, like, officially happened. Yeah. Did you have a big say in that stuff happening, or were you just kind of there? I mean. I get asked my opinion on it and whether I think it right, right. would be like improved or not, but it's not like I'm the guy who's like, "This is what we're doing." Because at that point, I was just doing like assistant coach role pretty much to kind of see everything
1: out. Okay, yeah. did but, you feel like Echo Fox's roster moves on a scale of hundred these roster moves? Where did the Echo Fox ones land? Were they worse than it? Better than it? Substantially better? Substantially worse? I think.
3: I think the Echo Fox move was like a good one for long term. And I know that was their goal overall. Really? I didn't think it was uh obviously the way it happened, I guess, in creating drama. Yeah, it created a lot of drama for them just because of what, what happened with it. Um But I mean, at least they were changing to look to improve. Like I could understand the change. Can't really say from the 100 Thieves side that Putting in Ricard over Cody was a uh, doing this to improve for the long term. To be honest, mm. but I don't know. Maybe Ricard is just stomping people in scrims, and then he was just way better. <laughs> Obviously, don't know that, but it doesn't really <laughs> look like it.
0: Yeah, let's let's wait for the call because I've heard uh, a little bit of rumors, but um, we can we can wait for. I'm sure somebody's going to call in about it. So, Mark, do you want to explain how the call stuff works?
1: Yeah, so I'm spamming twitch chat right now with the discord that you're going to want to join up at when you get to the discord there's going to be subtopics and pleb topics uh, if you're a sub or not uh you're going to post your topic in there make sure to join either pleb calls or sub calls or pleb calls too so that if i like your topic i can actually pull you from that channel to the waiting room uh, once you're in the waiting room i'll come in when it's your turn ask you to do a little mic check to make sure everything's working and then Assuming that's the case, we'll pull you into the on-air to discuss your topic. Please make sure to keep the topics, including your own personal opinion on it, so don't just say, I want to talk
2: about NA at Worlds. I don't know what the fuck that means. Make sure to actually say what it is you want to talk about. Yep. Tony's on.
0: Tony's in chat.
2: Tony's in chat.
0: People are expriming TSM6. Uh, You, if you are a sub, by the way, you can sync your sub with Discord, and that gives you access to the sub-chat channel. You can put your your topic or your question or your thought in there, and that will give you a little bit of an advantage, uh, not a huge one, but a little bit of an advantage over some of the other folks. It's just sort of our way of thanking the subs, of which Mark gets no part of. Um, we should be—are you grabbing people now, Mark? Oh, he is. huh.
2: Oh, nice I saw, your, laggy I mic, I saw your
0: mouth moving, so I was kind of confused.
2: Mark. What? Are you ready? What? Are you pulling hey, people? Travis like lagged out. Hello? Travis is just a fucking monkey.
1: Am I it's lagging? You're fine you're, now. You're okay. fine now. Is well, you you your brain died? lagging? I can't tell if it's the internet or your brain.
0: I looked at the screen and I saw your mouth moving in, in Skype as if you were saying something, but I didn't see you saying anything.
1: I think your Discord connection's a little poopy.
0: Yeah, that's actually probably pretty true because <clears throat> it's always orange here because I think the server's really far away or something. So, um, uh, Anyway, do you wanna start pulling people?
2: I am in the process of doing that. You
1: wanna fill for me?
0: Yes, I know exactly how to fill by reading off Some of our lovely contributors to the show. Uh, Let's see. What do we got? What do we got here? What do we got? So, uh, thank you to Sandman301 for Prime 2 months, Sipno, 500 Bits, Intrepid90, Uh, Spis, SP6 Fire, Yawasa, War for You, Bunbeat, Jordan with the Twitch Prime for 10 months in a row, Rafa NA, Eldoral Reset for 2 months, Uh, Rush Come Home, Bible Thump. Reset for 11 months, coming up on 12 months. Rush come home, and maybe he will if you hit 12 months. Uh, Comeboy 3000, Nathi for two (laughs) months, and then Kyle0808 gets to two. Five people, including Kralikai, LacunaCraft, Greg15153, NLP87, Zoli4. How are we looking, Mark? We got somebody?
2: We
1: got
0: some people. Okay. Uh, Feel free to grab whenever. Just casual resub for seven months. Uh Chevrolet 50, Toph by Fong 24, uh Colors with a tier one sub, Vandy's Grants with a tier one sub. And then Volptex Vinny, just gifted for five subs. Uh, the Lost Remedy, Knockfair, Sipno, uh, Seturic, Citrus, Oddrail, White Tiger 379, Rob, and Nano Support. There we go, we're done. Sorry, VOD viewers. I know you're watching that and you're just like, Jesus. So much, I know, but we're all caught up, so now we get a break for a while, All right. And we needed to fill anyway because there Neon is finally here. Neon, uh, where uh, are you calling Niyun. from?
4: Niyun. I'm calling from Raleigh, North Carolina.
0: All right, oh, Naiun. What, what do you want? What do you want to talk My about? My topic
4: is why the hate that Hundred Thieves is getting on the subreddit is unjustified, and why they were in the right by not saying anything at all in the Cody Sun situation. All right. I'm ready to go. Okay. We're starting We're off going the show straight,
1: straight for it.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No matter what Hunter Thieves says in any of their statements, they're gonna get backlash. And if and even if they expose Cody Sun, they'll be unt- like the players won't trust him more because they're exposing a fellow player. So I think by not responding and not saying anything in the topic, they are doing the right thing. Okay. All right. What if I
0: told you They can Mm -hmm. say something without throwing a player under a bus.
4: But even if they say anything, what do you think the backlash is going to be? People in the suburbs are going to find anything to nitpick at and try to hit 100 Thieves. Either way, they'll say anything to dismiss 100 Thieves.
1: Right. That's that's, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. But I think the question is, you're about mitigating backlash. Not removing. You're always going to get backlash anytime anything bad happens. But could they have mitigated it substantially, I think is the question.
4: I mean, yeah, that's hindsight now. Like, if they put a topic out, like, if they put a statement maybe a couple weeks back, they could have mitigated all of this just by saying, well, Cody's son, he just wasn't, we, were, we just weren't seeing eye to eye in certain situations. But you can't really say that now, can you? So um, I just go with the floor and just not say I, anything and hope this all this just blows over.
3: I think if you're going to commit to that, cool. If that's how you want to do it and then you guys want to, like, change it up after, sweet. Mm-hmm. I think it got a bit unfortunate when there's a, post on Reddit that says probably speaks about the silence surrounding the benching of Cody's son. There's no benefit to going public because it wouldn't change the outcome. It would see, only be airing dirty laundry. The problem see, with I that is that implies mm-hmm. if you're not going to say anything, then don't say anything. When see, you I say think
4: it would have been better if he, just, he just said it. actually nothing at all.
3: Yeah. Well, that's what by I'm him, saying. By if him wanna, saying
4: that, he just yes. exposed that Cody Sun was probably toxic. He probably yep. said, he probably just said mess, messed up shit.
3: Right. Exactly. So what I'm saying is if they want to do that, then they need to commit to that. Their whole staff needs to commit to that. And you don't say anything. You don't even say that you don't want to say nothing.
2: Mm -hmm. You don't
3: do that. Because that immediately says that when he's especially mentioning dirty laundry, okay, now there's something. Now the community is definitely going to go on that stuff and look for anything to get mad about. So if they want to commit to that, they should commit to that completely and their staff needs to be behind it. As soon as someone slips up like this, which is usually why you make a statement because someone's going to slip up and say something like randomly that implies that something else is bad there, you need to be on point with that. And I mean... I think they just messed up around it. Like Nate Shot talked about it a bit um, about how they need to get better with communication, stuff like that. Uh, but I think this thing that ended up on Reddit about they uh, saying they don't want to say it because of dirty laundry is a bit XD considering everything um, that's happened around it right now. They might as well have just said something now.
4: Like it's pretty bad. I, I think the best thing to do now is just wait. Maybe maybe just wait one week and then respond to all the hate. Because if they respond now, this to get more backlash.
3: If you wait one week, you just let it fester for a bit, and then you reignite it.
4: I mean, it's going to start back up again. I mean, a week later, like look at the Echo Fox situation. Like, yeah. you, see, you saw all the hate they got when they first released Echo uh, Alltech and Phoenix. But mm-hmm. a couple weeks later, uh, the haters mostly just died down. Maybe there's just like, a couple people hating on Echo Fox now.
0: But that's only because nobody talks about Echo Fox anymore. They're not relevant. Like, no and people that. will remember this whenever they go in next year. Like, the problem is the league community might have, like, you know, it, you move really quickly from topic to topic, but this type of stuff can diminish a brand for the long term. And so you have what, to like what I would say to re-earn the trust.
1: As an example, just because Reddit is not shitting on me right now doesn't mean I suddenly think EU fans like me. Yeah, There's just yeah, a yeah. new topic to rage about right now. So, like, I don't think that just because if they went full radio silence and people would then start talking about quarters when those started, it doesn't mean that there's not a huge negative backlash from the community.
0: I also still dispute the idea that like going completely radio silence is the only, like, like the idea that it's like, well, you either shit on Cody Sun or you go complete radio silence. Like I do. I think there is something in between, right? Where Nate Shock comes out and it's like, look, we've struggled a lot as a team this year. We've, we had, we had to make difficult roster decisions because this is how life is and blah, blah, blah. Like, with, we, we found that working with Rakara just creates, like, a, a better situation for the team, and we're committed to trying to be successful And You have to make these... Like, you can say this stuff, but it is actually aggravating to people whenever I think that they just feel like the organization does not care. I think the organization does care, but the problem is they need to show it by actually having, like, the conversation. That's my take.
1: Right. Um, well, so, you go, ahead, Travis. No, no, that was that was me. But you 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 go first because I'm gonna I'm gonna tangent right. a little bit. I I
3: think that it should be okay for an org to have their PR move is to not say anything. I think that's totally acceptable. And if they want to do that, they can do it. Obviously, there's going to be some like pros and cons that come to that, um, which they have to accept will happen in the long term. The only problem with it is that if you do that because orgs done that in the past, you have to make sure that everyone on your staff is on board, that that topic does not get discussed. No way publicly. You can't discuss it in any way. You can't make any comment on it. Your comment just has to basically be that you're not answering those types of questions. Obviously, it's already slipped up. <clears throat> Whether like they addressed it publicly like with their owner doing it, um, probably has just addressed it in an interview that is now on Reddit. That type of stuff can't happen. Otherwise, it just kind of exacerbates the issue and it keeps it snowballing. Uh, like you mentioned with the Echo Box stuff that got stopped talking about, like that is their PR approach. So, you know, they're approaching it the way they did. No one's talking about it in the org, and that's okay for them to do if that's how they want to approach it and just handle those things internally with their players. Um, only unfortunate uh, part here is that Hunter Thieves seems to have that same approach, and then it backfires because people are talking about it that are related to the organization. So it keeps it going.
0: Yeah, but basically, think- this happens
3: with anything. Anything this happens in. Like in any other, like news or sport or anything, people generally just don't talk about this stuff, so it dies out. If we keep you keep bringing think, it up, it's going to keep going. You think that he would
4: have been you. as uh, much as if they just take took one game off of Fnatic or IG? No, I, I mean,
0: don't think it
3: would have. Before bad. before, we, before if we Car tantric, looked good, they probably wouldn't have had much.
0: Before we tangent, can like I say a couple problem. things? One, like I know we're talking about it now, that probably has this interview which came out like yesterday, but all this stuff existed before probably said anything. So I actually think him saying something like it doesn't really matter. Maybe it ignites a little bit more, but like I, I actually think there's a huge problem here before probably says anything. I disagree with the idea of saying nothing. Um, there was a couple of people who said, Oh, didn't probably literally say that in an interview in terms of like talking about Rikara, uh more. I think part of the problem is, is that we're, we're talking about one issue within the hundred T communication conversation, which is the Ricara cody something but i actually think that is a much there's a much broader issue here right which is that they basically had radio silence about everything before worlds they put out one episode of the heist which was like yeah people think we're going to lose but maybe we're going to try but they like didn't have any rallying cry there was there wasn't anybody out there like holding up a banner probably does say that stuff in an interview but probably already says it in kind of like an uncomfortable way you you can tell he's not comfortable being the person to speak about it i don't know if that's because people are telling him not to talk about it, or if he feels like it's beyond him. Um, and then uh, GGL Alzento and Chat said Sad that even personalities don't understand the nuance of keeping radio silence. There's no nuance in radio silence. It's the opposite. It is like a brute force tactic, which is just say nothing. Nuance comes into play whenever you are actually trying to tell like a narrative, you're trying to explain this stuff and have a conversation without like throwing somebody under the bus. That's where nuance is implied and it's hard and it's difficult, but your fans will ex- will appreciate it more. And you'll set yourself up for success uh long term in a better way.
3: I think it's more fair to say that like 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 we can disagree with the approach they took for it with their like BR approach, but I definitely think it's like a viable strategy for people just not to comment on things completely. Uh, like I, for my personal opinion. I yeah. think it's like
0: I guess if I just teams want to do that,
3: there are just negative things that come with that, and if that's what they're choosing, they have to go in understanding that. And that that's just what it is. Like sometimes there's benefits to people just doing stuff like that, in my opinion. Yeah. One people thing I'll do s- forget very fast. People will definitely forget super fast if it's not brought up by anyone.
1: One thing I'll say, uh, to give uh Naeon his his credit is I, I think this is completely Nion. Blo- <laughs> God damn it, I'll get it. Twin.
0: I just uh, didn't make is really he's he's like, get my fucking name right.
1: I I swear just beat it over my head every time it's wrong. Yeah. Uh I think it is completely overblown, though. Like, we can debate, you know, whether or not this was the right approach, that they did wrong, or if it was the wrong approach at its core. Like, those are the two sides I see out of Travis and an Arrow. But, like, no matter what, I think it's fair to say that this is, like, a massive overreaction when people are, like, you know, you see comments in there that are like, that pretty heavily upvoted that are, like, this is the downside of the franchising system is that we're stuck with 100 Thieves and shit. And it's like, bro, <laughs> they're way better than, than a lot of orgs are. Even right. even if they they don't handle their PR as well as you want, like, they're still better than a lot of orgs. And, like, I think that's where Shot's rant that he did yesterday was attempting, well, like, what he was attempting to say. And it came across really bad because everyone just heard him talking about merch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I agree with the point that it's like, you know, maybe their their PR is bad. And you don't like their roster moves because they didn't explain it well to the community or justify it well. So it just looks like constant downgrades. I assume they're not all idiots and that they have a reason for this. They just haven't explained it well. Um, and then like you just see how much more successful they were than any of the other new orgs or a lot of existing orgs in their first year. They're a better org than most orgs in NA. Yeah. As far as I can tell, minus this like, I th- PR thing. I, so like I think I think ahead. I totally get where people are coming from with this PR sucks and you want more clarity, fair enough. You want more passion out of them, also fair enough. It doesn't feel like you don't you don't feel the passion out of them, but like as a, as an actual org, they're, they're better. Yeah?
3: I really think that the reason that people in esports feel more annoyed with it, and especially like people that are closer to it, is because. This, as an industry right now, is still like so young that the players and everything themselves are so much closer to the community than anything in traditional sports are. So it's really easy for traditional sports orgs to just like have a no comment approach towards it and just be completely like radio silent on it. And it's just kind of like normal. And in esports, everything's been so open about stuff that people kind of expect it, even though it wouldn't shock me if teams and organizations start moving more towards that approach as things get bigger.
0: I just think they won't be able to because I think. Uh, the audience has such an expectation of transparency. I, I hinted at this on the video yesterday. That, like, it's just... it. You can make unpopular decisions, but if you make no attempt to have a conversation about them, um, you know, that's where people get most frustrated. I agree, by the way, with Mark, yeah. by the way, that anybody saying, like, Hunter t shouldn't be part of the franchising system is... pretty dumb. But I... I do think fans should be really frustrated because it it just felt ah. sending Hunter T felt so bad uh, to it felt so bad sending Hunter T to Worlds, not because they were bad, but because they just. I like I I get that maybe he couldn't be here, but it would have been nice to have Nate shot like in a world where they, I think they should have read the room, right? The room was there's no hype about your team. People don't believe in you. They don't think you should go. And you should try to do something about that. And when you, instead of doing something about it, you just stack on, like, <clears throat> no conversation about the Cody Sandra rakara thing. Uh, no, like, presence from, a, like, the, the leadership team at the event. Um, it just, it, I don't know. It just, it's just, it's rough. And I, I hope I, they I see this see- as an issue.
1: I can see where they're coming from. Maybe where they're like, everyone already hates us, and if we try and hype ourselves, it'll just like, I don't know, annoy people. But like, I still think to your point, like, I don't think that's the right right way to do it because your fans will still appreciate like you hyping yourselves and like yeah. the chip on your shoulder underdog mentality. Like, man, fuck all these guys, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I can what? understand fans being
3: upset. We, we need I to wrap overall this. Overall, we're kind
0: of spoiled. Uh, to uh, be honest, but uh, I don't know, Marcus, you have something you want to say?
1: One more thing. Everyone's like, they didn't even give Cody son a game. Do you even fucking know if Cody wanted to play yeah. you people who are raging at them for that? Do you yeah. even know if Cody was like, Hey guys, after we get knocked out, put me in for a game so I can have my shine. Like, do you know he wanted that? It's yeah, so frustrating to hear people freaking out about that. It's like, you don't even know if Cody wanted to play.
0: Yeah. Hard, hard agree, side. hard agree, by the way, uh, because I like the things that I've heard. One of the rumors was like, Cody's son was just like, not in a good mental place here um again a rumor speculation but like let's just uh, think about a world where that might be true like the idea that they should have shoved him in if that wasn't the case or like he didn't feel comfortable going I don't know it's just it's stupid uh an area you're in It's
1: one, one of the weirdest parts to complain about like if you if you're mad that they're playing Riccaro over Cody cuz Cody's a better player as we've been as we all evidence indicates that makes sense if you're mad that they didn't put him in for a game after they already eliminated it's like you don't know what the fucking social dynamic of that team is. have no clue. Yeah. Ridiculous. For sure. And, like, even though I wouldn't necessarily
3: agree with what I'm about to say, like, imagine if they put Cody in and, like, from the org side, they win with Cody and they didn't win with Ricara. Imagine, like, the backlash they're going to get from the community on that, too. Like, yeah. Wow, it's, look, it's you a could no have win situation. won if use this. So, like, uh, even though, like, a. I don't know. I don't like that approach either. It's just definitely something that I could see an organization thinking about when they're looking at the decisions there.
0: So, so people in chat "Of topic. course, who doesn't go to Worlds and doesn't want to play?" Maybe somebody who doesn't who's like upset or frustrated or like the, it's just like not a good situation. Like maybe someone who just got benched. There are worlds maybe just- where he like. I it's it's crazy to me that people think they know the mind of Cody Sun. And everything that happens on the team, things are complex.
4: And I also think that they perform to expectations. Like, there is no yep, way yep. that even with Cody Sun, they're going to beat Fnatic or IG. And Fnatic and IG, they're both looking like a top four team. Even with Cody Sun, they're they still gone yep. two and four.
1: Yeah, I it, agree. exact same situation happened. If you put him in for a G-Rex game, he wins the G-Rex game. You put him in for another game, they lose. Like, this is exactly the team we thought they were. This is why Travis and I were poo-pooing them a month and a half ago. Because This is what you should have thought was going to happen. You should have been excited if anything else
4: happened. Nyan. And one last, and yeah, one last thing. Okay. Just shout out to Mark for Offline TV. The videos lately have been really, really good. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, <laughs> Diane. Appreciate it. Take good call. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and by the way, people always say I, there's this weird mentality that's popped up in Twitch chat where if somebody says something on the show that they disagree with, everybody's like, just, why would you get this caller on? Um, this show is really boring if everyone just agrees. I could tell you that.
1: That was one of the best calls we've had in weeks. We all had different takes. It was a complicated issue. There's different topics going around. I loved it.
3: Yeah, like, I it's, like it. when it's stuff we can have different opinions on rather than just, yeah, you're right.
2: All right, next caller.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, moving on, we did get some more subs. Uh, White Tiger three nine seven Rob Nano support Brave Sam Ryan DB Vol JP for two months Baby Kangaroos reset for two months Hobbs two uh, resub for two months and says Can you tell Mark Z to check his bank account? Not sure what that means. Lagunist reset for ni- nine months, nine months, and Salim reset for eleven months. We're coming in on one year, Salim. How exciting! By the way, somebody was a tier two sub. I think it was Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, sorry, Doctor Manhattan. I missed your. Uh, your tier two sub. Today's my birthday. Can I get a happy birthday in the chat? Doctor Manhattan, would like a happy birthday in the chat, everybody. If you can make that happen. Zach happy is on the birthday. show. Zach, where are you calling from?
5: I'm from New Orleans, man. What's up?
0: What's up, man? What's up? How's Not it going? Uh, I can uh, tell you're gonna be a much. It's gonna be a much more chill call.
5: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically, I think that like playing other games rather than league, even at like major tournaments. Still pretty beneficial for the people playing basically, so you don't get burned out. I mean, like, I'm a petroleum engineer, so like, I design products for like drilling way down underground. And like, whenever I'm designing for like, say, if I put in like a 15 hour day, it's like I get super hard mental block and just can't really work as efficiently as normal, as opposed to like spreading it out and taking it a dose at a time. I mean, I understand that these players are like you know that's their job to play. So I mean, if they treat it like a job, I think it's it's fine if they play other games just to like get their mind off a of league for a little bit, a little R&R so they can, you know, perform at their best.
3: Yep. But I agree with you. I think people yeah, yeah, yeah. are insane for wanting players to do so so much more. Like they they think that basically it should just be like forced labor. Like we have to sit here and play the game for 24 hours the entire day and that's going to make us better. That is such a bullshit approach. And it's so ignorant to think that that's what's like holding NA or like other regions back just because Koreans do it just because that culture and that's how they approach it. And that's what they've like grown up doing. Like suddenly that's meant to be the best thing. I think that is just so wrong. Traditional sports doesn't do that at all. The practice is just actually efficient. Um, the problem with regions that are struggling is that the practice isn't very efficient. Sure. Grinding can help some players. Some people that are able to do that, but it is not everyone. You definitely need to be able to do some other stuff, or your mental is screwed. You're too focused on the game all the time. You have no way to ever de-stress. And stress ruins you as a player. That's the whole reason people choke when they're on stage, is because they get too stressed. It's actually insane that people think
0: But Nero and, and Zach, they're just playing a video game. It's not real work, right? <laughs> Zach, like, you're a petroleum engineer. That's a real thing. Like, these guys just get to sit around and play video games. That's not real. That's what that's what I've, Look, I've man, heard on Reddit and Twitter and stuff. At least
5: most of them get paid more than me, so I'm sure it is pretty Yo, fucking. real. Yeah, they get paid yeah.
0: more than you to just play video games, Zach. Like, they why sit are on they their complaining mud all day? Yeah.
5: Um, um, um. Like another thing is like for the NCAA, like in college football, every team is only allowed 20 hours a week with their with their team to practice. So, I mean, it really just matters how well you grasp the game, because I don't think, like, grinding, yeah. even if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, just grinding isn't going to make you better. NCAA doesn't pay people. Oh, I mean, that's... that's so. Yeah. so
1: let's, let's avoid I that mean, comparison, but... Well, I'm not pay. talking about
5: pay, but, like, just hours put in, I don't think directly correlates with how well you're going to do.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I would like to hear Nero's take on what Sven said, because Sven was talking about that. He had a, a clip from his stream, and he said, like, you know, I, he would fucking rage if one of his teammates was playing WoW instead of Soul queue at Worlds. Yeah, if his teammates like not performing well
3: and he's like obviously doing this, then sure. But if the guy's like up literally all night playing League and you're going to get mad at him for like taking an hour or something to like play another game. And I think that's a bit of a joke. Like, I'm pretty sure all players would be definitely be happy with their teammates if they're performing super well. While also taking like break time to play the games. It's just right now, a lot of people have the mindset that, oh, if you're not practicing all the time, you're going to be playing worse, but it's very possible for people to not play the game very much at all. Just play for the practice and have good practice and improve. It's just right now. Like our esports is not very good at that. Cause our practice is just terrible. Um, and it's just everyone assuming that, okay, yeah, these people that play more are going to be better. And it's weird confirmation bias, which is really, really stupid. I think like, how, I guess for the caller, how, how would you, um, how much would you assume that like a basketball team practices like as a team in one day?
5: Probably like four hours of like drilling, a couple hours of like strength, conditioning training. So yeah. probably like running around as a team, like practicing like certain plays and whatnot. And that's high. All four hours. Yeah.
3: And that's like over like what they actually do in terms of like actual team practice and not oh, really practice. Yeah. They don't practice that much. They have very specific practice. Obviously, some of this comes down to the fact that they can do drills, which we can't do in league, which is going to extend our practice time. by, you know, like a certain amount. Um, It's just actual focus practice. It's very efficient and it has like a target that they're actually looking for. And then obviously you have your individual practice of looking to do stuff like in the gym, which would count as like us doing solo queue, you know, like it keeps your condition up and all of that. Um, There is stuff like that that is very important that people should be considering in esports. But right now, don't. Because teams don't want to commit too much to that and have it fail and instead just keep doing what's working, you know?
1: So, to play the devil's advocate, let's say, in favor of the Korean ecosystem, I would say yeah. one <laughs> bad showing of a year doesn't invalidate their approach, which has dominated, absolutely dominated esports. For sure. I'm not uh, saying I, it invalidates it either at all. Yeah, I, I think like you don't have to do, you don't have to take the Korean approach. I don't think you, you have to, but I also wouldn't argue against all the evidence of them always winning almost everything that they seriously set their like infrastructure behind, you know, like street yep. fighter four, they don't have like the full blown Korean infrastructure behind, but Starcraft and Lowell and to some extent overwatch where almost all the top teams are are built out of Korean players and like their approach, like just cause Genji sucked in C9 didn't doesn't change the fact that they're historically always the best team and they do it and they get the results very heavily from the fact that they put in more hours than anyone else
3: right and they have other
1: they have other advantages too like server population and low payment all that stuff
3: and i can completely agree with that like being a thing for sure like korea has had so much success in esports titles for sure and i do think the fact that their culture is very much like building this type of mentality and this type of work ethic in them from such a young age is super important for them to be able to like keep that up and not completely destroy their mentality while they're doing it. To be very honest, in America, that is not a work ethic that we were brought up with at all. That is not the type of mentality people have. So being thrown into that randomly, especially when we don't have like a system starting from a young age to actually build up in a competitive league, that people can sustain that for any length of a period of time like people burn out too fast in comparison to how they're going to burn out when they're playing in Korea because they've grown up with it. Right. At least that's how like I view it. That's something we should be like very honest with ourselves about. And I don't know. I, I have still just thought like over time that the practice environment has felt very unfocused from anything I've seen. I mean, and that's it, that's like the biggest problem overall. Like we could probably practice how much we do right now and just actually, you know, <laughs> have it be good, efficient practice and still be fine and not be burning players out. Hey, uh, uh, I don't know.
0: But, I don't like. To. I was going
3: to say, anyways, the topic is like just on playing other games. Definitely think you should be able to just play other yeah, games for a sure. Period of time. So yeah that, yeah, that is just too much. Players play so much right now, man. I, uh, I, know I went on a tangent with it.
0: So. No, 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 it's good. I don't like to call attention to negative uh, comments on Twitch chat, but this one I really like. Intero what? is a clown. Basketball doesn't get an update every two weeks. Changing the meta, you bozo. From Sexy mode. <laughs> of
3: course not. The fun, the fundamentals of league and how you actually play like the map in the game also doesn't get like that huge of an update all the time. It usually gets a big of an update like at the end of the year during the big like preseason change, you know? Overall, yeah. like the fundamentals of it are all the exact fucking same. Like I've been having to talk about the same type of lane swap shit the exact same way for the past like five years. Having to talk about swapping out of your lane like a certain time, talking about like how to rotate from mid lane to bot lane. All that shit's the fucking same. It's been the same forever. Like, the only thing that's really changing is matchups, and you're getting that from solo queue, and you learn that pretty quick. Otherwise, people wouldn't be pulling it out on stage. So you yeah, no shit that it actually ends up being a thing where people are able to practice, like, consistent fundamentals over time and don't need to put all this extra time in when they can just go in, practice their academy mid laner or something, or just practice in their actual scrims, playing certain
5: matchups with new champions that have changed. Yeah. It's really not as
3: much as people think. The game doesn't change that much.
5: Yeah, that, that kid's probably just trash still taking, still taking TP on Ezreal Bot, <laughs> honestly. Um, also,
1: not like I like to be Travis Gafford and talk about our uh, like previous content, but back in 2015, I did a, an interview with him that reached the uh, front page of the subreddit talking about how practice in League of Legends is probably the most inefficient practice I've ever seen anywhere in anything. Um, and i can't think of a worse way to practice than how people practice league of legends like uh
5: imagine if think... sorry go ahead god i didn't mean to cut you off
1: oh yeah i was just saying like imagine if you were like i'm gonna learn guitar and the only way you could learn guitar is by playing songs all the way 100 percent through it's like i'm only bad at this one part of the song like the solo i really just need to practice the solo of this like you know complicated song well, play the entire song all the way through just to get to the solo and then maybe you can practice it, but like sometimes, you know, you don't even get there.
3: Yeah. yeah. That I mean, missing from just, League really sucks. Yeah, like that actually really is good. one thing that makes practice take a lot longer than it should, which definitely limits things. Because you can go in wanting to practice a certain thing later on in the game and uh, you may just not be able to get to it. Like, you may just get to a point or like you don't actually get to that point in the game at a good stable level. And
5: that sucks, but like that's just kind of where we're at.
0: Sorry, Zach, and, like, you were like, well, I can't ride, just why can't it? Makes
5: it. Uh, I was going to say, like, why doesn't Riot just, like, take the initiative and just make, like, you know, the uh, practice mode just a little lobby, you know? Advance they the probably goal. don't want
3: an advantage for pro players over solo queue players, which I think is kind of just BS, but... I think um, it's also just, pretty like, sure de- what
1: they want. dev time is, like, to to, print, to make that mode, from everything we've heard about the development of League of Legends, is, is it, it's not one of these games built with a great engine that's, like, really malleable and you can, like, add and remove and tweak things very easily, it sounds pretty tough to work with. Uh, And so to make this mode where, like, you could take Practice Tool, make it even more powerful, and then make it so 10 people can load into Practice Tool, um, sounds like it's it's just a, a huge burden on them to, like, satisfy their pro player base, which is, like, for the most part, still... Pretty fun to watch you know like i think from their perspective the the upside versus cost is probably not quite right there
3: yeah and all of this stuff by the way with like slowing down efficiency it still doesn't change the fact that like korea has the same stuff we do and they still beat yeah us. exactly China yeah. Does the same still beat us so like that isn't why like we're losing but that definitely like slows down actually making like the practice more efficient and just is more of a buff to people grinding Longer times for sure.
0: Danon says, Yeah, but the guitar, <laughs> yeah, guitar cards don't change every two weeks.
1: <laughs> no, but you have to yeah. say in the SpongeBob voice.
0: What? Let's see. How do you?
1: You know, you stick your, your hands in your hair like, Yeah, but the guitar chords don't. That voice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Maximus
3: Payne had like a comment, like asking if coaches figure out a way to create drills or simulations. Uh, not in practice tool, but yeah, in scrims for certain types of things, but it's usually early game focus. Yeah. You really can't do much outside of early game focus unless, you know, you have an academy team willing to just waste, like, 20 minutes of their time to get to win barons up and have yeah. a certain gold lead. But that's pretty uh, hey. unrealistic and this still waste 20 minutes of time.
0: We've done... No, it's, it's. We're an hour in. We've only done two calls. So, uh, Zach, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to say at the end here?
5: Yeah, fuck a freak of freak. c Winning Worlds.
0: Peace.
3: <laughs> it's lit. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's... That's I can respect it. And and he, he was so chill one. in the beginning. He's
0: like, "Hey, man, how's it going from New Orleans?" And at the end, he's like, "Yep." Um, saving the energy, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, are all
3: we
1: right. doing a mystery sponsor? Are We oh yes, plugging away.
0: I would I would be remiss to think about uh, skipping or forgetting our mystery sponsor. That's right. The show is sponsored by a mystery sponsor. I'm excited to tell you guys all about them. In the near future, let's see if I can get the, uh, the hashtag up. Hang on, where are we? Hang on, where? There it. There we go. Then, oh, hang, okay. We'll just put it over in Arrow's face. Um, the excited to tell you all about the mystery sponsor. Uh, and let me go ahead and do that now because I know you guys have been waiting. You've been wondering uh, who it is. I'm going to tell you guys their company. Their company that exists uh in this current version of our universe and uh, they've existed for some time uh they do
1: they've existed in past universes
0: yeah and other in adjacent universes in parallel uh realities uh but in specific universes in this one, as well specifically in this one they do exist and they uh they're fantastic I mean the things that they do in this world are incredible um, we, we really su- appreciate their support. Uh, Mark, I mean, you appreciate their support, right?
1: Yeah, if they didn't support this show, I don't think I would support this show. It's yeah. their support that inspires my support yep. of this show.
0: I can, And you know what, guys? I think you appreciate the mystery sponsor, too. I mean, I, th- I would guess you all love their products. Um, and so and I see that in Twitch chat right now. Um, it's not it's still not tidy cats. It's never going to be tidy cats, people. Um, so either way, I just want to say, just as <laughs> are we the mystery sponsor? It is not you, unfortunately. I, I will give you that hint. You are not the mystery sponsor. Uh, but it's exciting for you to find out who it is. Uh, it's not Fortnite either. Um, and uh, Nick, I
1: Nick, when you when you were feeling when you were feeling it, could you tell what what it was when you were feeling I was, it? I was trying to feel it out yeah unable to feel anything
0: unfortunately
3: yeah. well it's a bummer
0: yeah i i'm sorry but uh once once you find out where it's gonna be pumped so again thank you so much oh my God. to hotline league's mystery sponsor mark's gonna move on to the next caller can you just announce it sponsored by 100t merch no not that we like products that are available um is it a teo uh it's not a teo i'm not playing this game um, okay. By the way, that weird dude earlier, that weird dude twenty five specifically, not weird dude one through twenty four, but twenty five, gifted ten subs in the chat uh, to bring up their total to fifteen. No, no pone. Dark Vortexes. Nigoli one zero one. Sevasp, Jackpot seven seven zero seven. Krenith. Babam Bob. Crazy Iron and uh, Doctor Ryan eighty eight, as well as. Uh, v z v z t s three v. Thank you that we're due twenty five. Your gifts are appreciated. Dragon mancers is returning to the show. You've been here before, right? Dragon Mancers? Yeah, I have. It's been a while. Yeah, I I feel like it has been. Remind me where you're from. I'm from Dallas. Dallas, Texas. All right. And what do you want to talk about in the show tonight?
6: I want to talk about how the desk brought up that N.A. needs to find their own strengths because China has a larger player base and Korea has uh, past infrastructure that they've set up for esports. Now, those are like super big advantages that N.A. needs to come uh, overcome through their own weird uh, strengths and how that shouldn't be shouldn't uh, result in these huge discrepancies with uh. our international performance.
1: Dragon masters, do you remember who said that point?
6: Uh, not really, honestly.
1: I believe, I don't know who stole it, but that's my goddamn point.
0: I
6: don't remember Jat talking about it, but I don't remember who brought it
1: up. It's probably Jet stealing my points, that's what he does. That's what I
0: hear, I hear Jet steals, I hear this consistently, that Jet takes other people's stuff and makes it his own.
1: Alright, I... In case where it was actually leads to people bandwagon. yeah, I don't think he actually does that.
0: But, Jad's stats are, are those his stats or, just, or do they come from the stats team? No,
1: those are, those are his stats. Sometimes the stats team helps him, but a lot of them he okay. finds himself.
0: Is his real name even Jad or did he take that too?
1: His name's Josh, technically.
0: Well, see, there you go. Uh, uh, anyway, this seems like such a yeah, narrow and marked thing, so I'm excited to hear what they have to say.
1: Well, so, like, I, I remember, I think Anero was on the call when I, like, had my whole rant about it, where I was, like, instead of saying, oh, man, NA lost, why'd we lose? Be like, why would you expect NA to win? That was, like, the whole thing. And I had that whole rant on Hotline League, like, I think two months ago about it. And now they're using it on the analyst desk without me knowing.
2: <laughs> Stole my
1: rant.
6: Yeah. I yeah. Uh, we've been signing a lot to regular sports pretty frequently this episode i just want to bring it back to that again for this point because uh basically football soccer is one of the most universal sports throughout the world and yet we see smaller countries all the time competing heavily in international tournaments despite maybe both of those disadvantages existing in that as well
3: yeah i mean there's good players everywhere we always have enough good players where you live, most likely. It's just how good practice is and how many of those good players are playing together. I think the fact that NA can't produce a team that can be competitive at Worlds is kind of like a BS approach, and it's like a cop-out for people to, you know, just avoid the reality of what's actually the problem. Like, There's good players here, man. Licorice popped up. Rookie doing insanely well. Dardox insanely good. NA player as well. Like, I I don't know, man. It it feels like it's it's really easy to have a pretty pretty sick team if it gets put together pretty easy to have a team that would probably compete internationally i don't know i think it's definitely possible it's just uh, other issues holding us back
1: uh do you think team liquid should have performed better i i think team liquid performed
3: about where they should be like i, I said in that interview that it was like definitely possible for them to get out and i mean they were right on the edge of getting out I, <laughs> Didn't expect too much from them, even if they got out of groups, they're going to like die off after that. I think. like individual talent-wise, I don't feel like their team is necessarily stacked. Like their laning isn't amazing, Their bot lane is really good. The team play is eh, but can't really fault them too much when the system they're learning from in A, like a lot of teams have a lot of the same issues. I think they performed about where they should, and I'm not really like too disappointed in them as much as I am, like the region as a whole.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, to get back to dragomancer's point it's it's not the idea that na can't compete it's just the idea that like we are the odds are against us i think it is appropriate to think of ourselves as underdogs uh and how you overcome that is the question the point about like soccer football um those smaller countries that compete i actually don't know fifa that well do they actually get nearly as far as like the European countries and, and huge Latin American countries that actually like r- love it? I actually don't know.
6: I was more thinking of European countries versus sort of like the US's Latin American countries because there is pretty big uh, population differences between, say, the smaller European countries and uh, Latin American countries.
1: Right. I think this is me talking out my ass because I actually don't know that scene that well, but. From what I know, the biggest leagues in the entire world are in Europe, right? So they probably have the best infrastructure in Europe.
6: Yeah, that's what, that's what was more pointing towards the player base issue, because the pro scene is such a small section of the entire player base that you're going to have strong enough individual players to fit into that. You just have to find them.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's the idea, though, that, like, how important is infrastructure? In Europe, you basically grow up playing one sport. You grow mm-hmm. up playing soccer. And you have club level, and there's all this stuff to push you forward. And, like, every child who is athletic probably has played soccer at some point. And if they're good, they, they get funneled up, and people are scouting from, like, moment one. Who's that fucking kid? Even, like, Freddy Adu, right? Like, wasn't he, like... 15 or 16 like when he started like going for the u.s olympic team or something like you know in pro sports there's so much put into trying to find and develop talent um that that's i that's how i believe you see these kind of probably population issues over over like conquered is because it's so good at finding and identifying talent and getting them up there in Mm -hmm. na you know for league of legends if there's a good solo queue player Like, how do we really cultivate that guy? Maybe now with scouting grounds, it's starting to happen with academy, but like before that, it wasn't very much.
3: Yeah. Like, Europe has had like national leagues and stuff for a good while. I think that's been like super beneficial for them as a whole. And the fact that they had Turkey um, as like a close wildcard region and then um, the Russian league as well. I think that type of stuff is uh, really good overall because it gives, you know, young players a place to compete early on when they're not necessarily good enough for. Like, what is now Academy and LCS level.
2: And we're slowly getting there in NA, but happens.
0: Hey, uh, thank you so much for the call, Dragomancers.
2: Thanks for having me again. How yeah, are one. Moving on to the next caller.
0: Mark is off. BlueJay1344 for eight months. Steve Hill, two months. Uh, here for my turkey and grapes, they say. Uh, An I guess you'll be serving those. Oh, this. God. Uh, Denny Nukes, oh, I love me some turkey and grapes. <laughs> Denny News he's up for six months. Uh, Ribbon Chew, six months. Exalade, Cara Vampire, Dirty White Spoon, Staston, Turtle Osp. uh Surge 2009, gifted a sub to Reconsider. It's cool of them. Wessie and uh, WestoBo, Penitent. Tangent is in the call. Penitent tangent. Where are you calling from?
2: Uh,
7: Phoenix, Arizona.
0: Are you currently playing Batman Arkham Asylum? Game of the
7: <laughs> of uh, It's open on my PC. Yeah.
0: Okay. I just wanted to make sure you were, but you're not playing it because we need you here. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. What do you want to talk about in the show tonight? Uh, I wanted to talk about the uh,
7: the seeding and formatting of worlds because I. I think that riot has stuck to this um this rule that the same um the same region can't play each other same region teams can't play each other in groups, and I legitimately feel like that ruins the chances of multiple regions getting out of groups successfully and I think it also really limits the- like the story that could be built throughout the world championship you know some teams like let's say. You know, T- uh, C- C9 lost to Liquid in the finals, but if they beat Team Liquid to get out of groups this year, people will be freaking their shit out. You know? So I, I, um, I think that the group seeding uh, is leg- is very limited because of this rule, and I feel like it so should be
3: changed. So you want like regions to possibly end up in the same group? In, like the same region?
7: I, I think it should be allowed, yeah, because like like the worst case scenario is that every group is like group group A is all the Korean teams and then a wild card and then, you know, add, yeah. add you know, ad infinitum. But like I I feel like that's really unlikely and at the very least you could you know you could reseed it but, if that happens. If Yeah, even
3: having like two in the same group can be like problematic because like they they already are meant to be getting seated like i think the main problem might be that the point system but the second seat that may not be like an actual second seat into the into the whole equation but you don't want two
2: regions have people in the same group and then like, is
3: in my role in
2: those two
3: groups am, am I roboting or is and it narrow roboting. the narrowing best
2: you're you're girl, like. okay
0: i'm going to disconnect and reconnect
2: uh, yeah, Okay. Are we Travis? robots, Travis? No,
0: no, that fixed it. Okay, sorry. Continue an error.
3: All right, cool. Um, so, like, I really think that having two people in the same group that are from the same region just kind of randomly like that really opens you up to the issue of you're not sending the best teams forward to the whole, um like, bracket phase. Instead, you're possibly sending a team that's not better than another team in another bracket randomly that that team just got screwed out because... You know they were in the same group as other people from their region, even though they might actually be better. Uh, I think that's pretty bad, and that's a definite outcome that can happen. Would definitely rather avoid that from ever happening.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I am willing to entertain the idea that the groups of
2: could easily be improved.
0: Okay, I have to leave again and rejoin. <laughs> <clears throat>
2: Discord needs. Servers in Korea. I'm wondering, oh, we're still stuck at authenticating. Hello? Oh, oh, there's no route. We're stuck. We're
0: going through connecting. Oh, I'm back. Oh. Still roboting. Discord doesn't have any. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Discord's choking.
2: Too oh. to high. Hmm. I'm going to restart uh, Discord, everybody. I'm going to restart. Yes. Yeah. Mark! We can Skype audio the if we want to have the conversation. Okay, I unmuted Skype.
0: Can yeah. you guys unmute it? Okay, yeah, go ahead and finish yeah. the conversation. Hopefully, it fixes in the meantime. You sound fucking
1: terrible on Skype, dude. Oh, it's
0: not using You're my so microphone. loud. Sorry, hang, hang on.
2: Oh. Travis.
1: it's Also nice. Anero, you need to mute on a Discord. Discord? Alright. Well, I will see you later, caller. Is this better? This be back. Oh,
0: hello? Hello? Uh, hi, can you hear me? Is this good now?
2: Yeah, yeah you're near you're you.
1: better.
0: Okay. All right. All right. C- continue on. <laughs> Mark.
1: Uh so what I was saying was I'm willing to agree with the caller that there's probably some improvements to make to the world's uh Group stage, I just don't agree with uh, the approach that he took. I really don't yeah. think you want to stick multiple teams in a in a group if you have four groups. Now, if you change the amount of groups you have, and it ends up like if you have two groups, I'd be more okay with it. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um,
3: I I think the approach that he wants to change it up is bad, but overall, like I feel like the main problem is the point system. And the point system is pretty
2: bad in some of the worlds. Uh, For Travis are sure. I fixed it. Okay. No, you didn't. That was not so didn't. No, it's so bad. No, we
1: are echoing through your heads.
2: Ah. Uh,
1: oh wait, no wait, wait. Who is
2: it coming from? It's not Holy from me. Cause crap. I hear it. Okay, it's not from you. It's it's from Travis. Oh. Travis. It's, it's coming. It's coming from on, Discord. on Discord.
3: Yeah, it's literally just Discord. I I reconnect. I
0: reconnected to Discord. I'm back. Okay, everybody, let's go back to Discord. Back 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 here now.
3: Oh man, (laughs) this production value is nuts. Hey
1: guys, I just want you to know that like the reason that this show is so bad is because we're trying to keep it authentic to esports.
0: The reason the show's so bad because I'm in a hotel room in Korea, and Discord evidently doesn't have great connections in Korea.
1: No, it's because we're dedicated to the authentic esports experience. Uh.
0: This will be the last. Do you have any exploding?
1: Do you have any exploding hand warmers we can use too?
0: Yeah, I'll try to. Okay, sorry. Bring it back on topic. You don't like the format change that Penitent Tangent is proposing. I think it's amazing because I love the idea of sticking a wild card in with three Korean teams. That sounds like a fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah. clip. That sounds lit. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's just they're just like, oh
3: um Since someone like kinda took my take on the points thing in like a weird tangent that is like completely off, saying that like vitality shouldn't have gone to worlds then and that's what I think. Um I think the points thing should be changed. So it's guaranteed that our second seed is like the second best team in an A. Or maybe like the point system puts you actually at the end of gauntlet or whatever. And whoever the top two teams are going, I I don't know. So something different, some different
1: type of system. I think the points thing is uh, a bit of a yikes. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it definitely needs some looking at it. It can, it can give you advantages, but it does feel a little bad. I think like if you didn't have the point system, then you have Griffin and KT and then whoever wins the gauntlet, which might still be, um, uh, G, which would suck, but like whatever. And then like you wouldn't have 100 thieves. You would have had C9 as the second seed, which I think we have a caller talking about this later. The the value of play ins, but we'll skip that for now. Uh, it might actually yeah. be better for C9 that they didn't get the second seed here. Penitent Uh-oh. tangent. Do you have,
0: have Penitent tangent. Do you have any anything that you would add or say?
7: I mean, I know you're probably running short on time. I did want to talk about like how best of ones also suck, but. You know, that's not even a hot debate. And everyone Classic. hates it. But <laughs> so but yeah, so I, I don't want to hold you guys up too long, so.
0: Okay. Well oh, good. Sorry guys about the camera thing. I <clears throat> don't know why that's happening. Um we got well. We got thank you so much, Penit attention Yeah, thanks for having me.
2: Yeah.
0: I guess while well,
3: we like way way back to the next one. I think what would probably be cool with the points thing is they seed you into the gauntlet. As like, if you have the highest amount of points, you're the number one team in the Gauntlet. And it guarantees that you go to Worlds if you're number one on points. Um, But it's not guaranteed your second seed. Whoever gets to the top of the Gauntlet plays you in a best of five. And the winner goes to second seed. Loser goes to third seed. That'd probably be pretty good. So then at least you're like forced to go through play-ins.
0: Oh yeah, that'd be cool.
3: the team that went through Gauntlet that could possibly be better. That'd be cool. Because I think usually the teams that end up going through Gauntlet and winning are usually like the better team. Yeah. And that's why they go through play ins and they tend to just do better overall than the uh, second
0: seed teams. KRC25 is here. KRC, I think you've been here before. Yeah, they did pretty good.
8: Yes, yes, I was here two weeks ago. I called in about uh, Fnatic and their matches against IG in
0: that group. Yeah, what did you say? Remind me.
8: So I was the one who said that uh, Fnatic was going to get through that group really easily because I thought that uh, Fnatic's lanes were all superior to anything that IG could put up. Um, call back. To say that I don't th- I think I was um, not entirely 100% right. I mean, I mean, I they didn't get through easily, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely wasn't. I don't, I watched all the games. And I didn't think that, I mean, they definitely underperformed the first game against IG. That wasn't, that wasn't uh, one of the games I, I loved watching. Um, but Broxa played absolutely out of his mind in the group stage. Um, like, Caps didn't do so well against Rookie. Like I thought he was going to. I don't think any of you guys were <laughs> too surprised by that one. <laughs> but, no, uh, that I know was, one of one of the hot topics for like that debate was top lane, and I felt like Bobo and Soaz actually did really well against the shy and Duke. Um, but yeah, that's just calling back to yeah. talk about that.
0: So I think calling back for the, the brag stage, the victory lap. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I thought think you in had group group something that
3: like jungle was like I didn't think Rocks had played like. Like, a surf. And- like everyone was hyping him up. I think his only competition was Ning, and Ning sucked. Not yeah. to say Broxa was bad, but Ning was awful. Like, uh, even I mean, like an insane mid laner playing with. Like, he looked, like,
1: real I think, bad. I think the biggest difference between Fnatic's win and Fnatic's losses was Jackie Love. Like, Jackie Love was actually fucking hot guard. Like, you want to talk about Ning being bad, but holy shit, Jackie Love was terrible. Um, but I think Fnatic... Also underperformed the first game as well, so like it was a little bit of both. I felt like I didn't feel like either team was quite playing super perfect in either team's wins or losses, which was uh, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't like Jackie Love popping off first, Reckless popping off versus like all these other pop offs. But Fnatic were definitely the better team. Yeah,
8: and uh, so I called to talk about that and how I thought uh, the quarterfinal and semifinal matchups were going to go. Um, okay, I mean we haven't talked about. I've been watching the show. I don't think we talked about really quarterfinal matchups at all. Oh, um, go for it. And I just so I wasn't going to touch on the the right side of the bracket just because it's like a whole different topic. But I mean, we get. I guess we can segue into that. But yeah, I really just good. think that, um, Fnatic versus EDG, uh, like they're obviously they're different teams than three years ago when they played. But that was a quick three. 3-0. and I think it's going to be almost similar because if Team Liquid, albeit they did look really good. On their group stage day, I thought they played a lot better than they did in the first four days. Um, but if Team Liquid can take a game off of EDG, I think that Fnatic should be able to handle that one three one three two pretty easily. I don't think it'll be a 3-0, but I think, I think that quarterfinal matchup will be pretty easy. And then uh, I'm, I'm hoping for the Western semifinal. I think pretty much everyone is, but I don't think that'll be too difficult no matter the opponent they face. So I'm pretty confident in a easy yeah. road to the final.
1: I think Fnatic versus EDG should be pretty easy. I think IG are significantly better, um, and even if they weren't playing like completely up to par, if Jackie Love and Ning weren't playing great, but either way, I, I still think IG is way better than EDG, so they should be able to to win that one. And Aero, how do you feel about Afrika versus C9, and like overall thoughts on Afrika? Um. Yeah. So when watching like Afrika's games.
3: Uh, I was talking, actually, like, uh, I just, like, had to record a show with, like, Thorne and them talking about this stuff, too. Uh, Leak it all here! Yeah, the the Afrika stuff, the way they were playing around one through one and they should have been able to get leads and, like, break tier two turrets really didn't look that clean. They were really slow about actually setting up that process. And when (laughs) when they, like, ran into stuff, it was the other team generally engaging on them when they were just taking too long to actually get set up and make advantages off of this rather than them actually, like, making these clear advantages and winning the games themselves. So it didn't really look that clean, and I wasn't too super impressed by it. Um, I think it'll actually be a pretty hype matchup, just looking at, like, Keen in the top lane and Jensen in mid, playing versus, uh, or obviously playing versus Keen, and then um, Jensen playing versus Kuro. I actually think those matchups will be super hype, and that'll kind of decide everything. I think it's possible that C9 can win. I don't think it's, like, super likely, but it's, like, it's probably their best chance of all the people they could have ended up playing against as first seeds to go through, for sure. So, I'm happy they got stuck with that, since it might mean a uh, you know Western semifinal. Only problem is, I think their bot lane is pretty hard-doomed, and
1: if Afrika can punish that really well, then yeah. I think it's pretty over. Kramer and Tucson aren't too... Like lane-dominant, though, so maybe it won't be that bad. Mm -hmm. So, I think we agree Fnatic's favored over EDG. What do you put the odds at? Because just because something's a good matchup doesn't mean you're favored. Um, Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think it's, like you said, a good matchup for C9 versus Afrika. I don't know if you'd favor them, though. I'd say 75%, 25% for Fnatic over EDG.
3: Yeah, I think Fnatic should be EDG pretty easily. I think the main thing that matters against beating Fnatic is actually having, like, good mid-jungle duo, and... I think that was like the biggest thing that failed in IG, even though they had Rookie who was performing really well. It's just the actual synergy between him and Ning didn't look too great. I don't think EDG is going to be able to contest that. I think they're too inconsistent with that whole setup of the team. Pretty sure they should win 3-1, 3-0. And then for Freca C9? Uh, Freca C9 is like a huge shitfest of where it'll end up. I have no way to have a guaranteed prediction there. I'm hoping 3-2 NA wins, but that's just me being a
1: fanboy. Okay, and then KRC is also hoping for the C9 Fnatic matchup.
8: Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping for it, but that doesn't necessarily mean I think it's going to happen. You know, I think both of those games on that side of the bracket are going to be so much fun to watch just because of the style that the teams play. Like, I'm I'm really looking forward to that side of the bracket. It's just I, I think that Afrika looked a lot better again in their day of groups, and I think that they'll probably win it. But just from like in living in NA standpoint, I'd love to see C9 versus Fnatic.
3: Yeah, I'm just hopeful as a fanboy. I I don't think it'll happen, but, you know, I can have dumb hope.
0: You don't think it'll happen? So you think that.
3: Well, last time I doubted them, they got
1: out of groups. So, like, I'm going to say that I doubt it's happening and just hoping, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: That's fair.
1: I think Fnatic are favored in their matchup. I think C9 has a chance in theirs, which is more than is usually the case versus the Korean teams in best of five.
0: Yeah. So. Um,
1: we'll we'll talk about the Fnatic C9 semifinal match when we get there. Should
0: we talk? <laughs> yeah. Should we talk about the other side of the bracket? Sure. I think we should because like this will probably be our hype. prediction call.
2: So G2 versus uh, I'm brain farting RNG. Yeah. Similar,
1: how I said, like you know, you can have a, a a good matchup and still not be favored. That's how the G2 matchup favorite like feels to me. I actually think. Uh, G2's bot lane if they can get like good picks might not get hard slammed by uh, Uzi and then I think me has been a bit disappointment if Wunder can get his picks I think they actually have a good style matchup but I don't know if they have quite the, the talent to go toe-to-toe or the team fighting because is really good at team fighting and forcing fights yeah I mean I think
3: RNG should win they can maybe lose if they don't change up this like comp they've been running of just shits on a bruiser's and uzi on kaisa and that's it um i'm pretty sure pretty sure they should win pretty easily unless they just decide to leave heimer up or do that stuff just please don't leave heimer up please don't like ego out and think that you can play against it and then just give g2 like a a free easy one through one comp that they're
1: going to really enjoy playing with heimerdinger in mid travis someone apparently in the waiting room is wanting to talk about rng uh G2, so maybe we'll swap the callers out for
0: this yeah, call part. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I didn't realize it. Uh, thank you so much KRC25 for the call. Yep, thanks for having me again. Okay. And Rafa is here. Rafa, where are you calling from? Hey, Travis.
9: Uh, I am calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, although I was in Busan a couple of days ago, and thank you for the photo. I didn't get a chance to tell you uh, thank you for everything else. I was too like, holy shit, I'm with Travis Podchamp. So uh but
0: now I'm here. Very good. Uh I've I've turned you down a bit. For some reason you were pretty loud, but yeah, it's super nice to meet you. Uh I do remember I think I asked you where you're from and you said Salt Lake, or did I? Maybe I didn't. Yes. I think yep, I did. Salt Lake City. Yeah, well thank you. Uh <laughs> thank you for the call and nice to meet you. Uh what do you you want to talk about G2 R and G. Yes, yes I do. Uh, this is, uh, so I think it was funny how everyone's talking about,
9: Oh man, cloud nine, they've got a chance against like a freak of freaks or fanatic freak, so are definitely going to beat EDG. And no one's talking about my boys, G2 esports against RNG. Cause everyone thinks, I think a lot of people are just kind of taking it for guaranteed that it's just going to be RNG versus KT and semis. And then, uh, depending on how well both teams adapt and draft and they will be the final matchup. But G2, I agree with marks, the style, uh, matchup between g2 and versus rng is very favored for g2 i think let me is the weakest chinese top laner at this tournament we've seen how well both ray um from adg has been performing we've seen how well duke and the shy have been performing uh in their individual matchups and how uh deep their champion pulls are whereas let me uh is if he's not playing ergot or Aatrox, he's not playing a carry top laner. It's just Scion, it's Shen, or it's Ornn. And I think that lack of being able to play an actual uh, carry top laner outside of the two pick bands in Urgot and Aatrox is going to give Wonder a huge advantage to be able to smash top lane super easily almost in every single game because you can get those two picks out of the way and then you can then start putting Wonder on stuff like Camille. Uh, we already saw how well the shy did with Gangplank, so maybe Wonder returns back to the uh, the pirate. Um, and then, as long as Jarnen and Wood did are able to neutralize Uzi and Ming, and Uzi doesn't go back to stuff like Lucian or Callista, then I that one three one split push style that G two has been improving on ever since from playing stage is going to help them immensely, and I. Definitely think it's going to Game Five, and it just depends on how well RNG then adapts overall, and how well Xiao or MLXG step up in terms of being needed to be more aggressive in the early game, so that G two do not take that lead and then just choke them out until the end game.
3: What do you guys think? Do you think, think G two looked good in their group?
2: I'm
9: sorry.
3: Do you think G two looked good in their group and their wins? Uh, i assuming, yeah,
0: if you're... Yeah, yeah, of, of, yeah, for sure. Can you put your mic a little further away, Rafa? Sorry. Sorry. Let me turn down the sensitivity. It's probably like uh, destroying
9: Twitch chat's ears, my bad. Um, it's all good, dude. All right. Test, test one time. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's yeah, it's 20 times better.
9: All right, sorry about
2: that. <laughs> no problem.
1: Uh, Rafa, what do you think the odds are G2 wins?
9: Um, I would say... Uh, I know I was like hyping them up and stuff, but like and now I have to take a step back and be realistic about it. Um, honestly, it's like forty-five percent because I think RNG, from a coaching perspective, are going to pay a lot of respect to, of obviously the Heimerdinger pick and how G2 plays one-three-one. Um, so, but I I still think that G2 style overall gives them a strong advantage and. We just haven't really seen RNG play anything else other than put Uzi on a late game carry, put Shaohu on something that is more utility focused and plays around snow uh, playing around bot lane once. Cause a lot of the times there are two games, I think where RNG was losing almost the entire game, except one team fight. They got a massive team fight. They ace Baron or they just ended the game through mid and Having that win condition, while it is impressive they can do it, I don't think it's something that is uh it, it's something that they should rely on. It's about, and I hope that G2 uh looks at that and can play around just continuously choking them out with their one three one.
3: Yeah. So I, I didn't think G2's one three one looked that great. I think mm-hmm. that they were plagued by a lot of the issues TL even had with People getting picked off that shouldn't be getting picked off. Um, really bad teleport players coming out of perks. I, yeah, I mean, they're, they're they're good in lane. Like, their players are playing really well in lane. And especially when they get Heimer, they just have three winning lanes generally that are doing really well. But the way they play on the map, like, people are getting picked way too often for that to be consistent against really good teams. Like, unless RNG just show up and they look really bad, I, I really don't think G2 are actually going to do that well. They... I'm like a f- fanboy of the players for sure, but mm-hmm. I have to be like very honest with the fact that like as a team and playing it out as a team, they haven't looked that good. I really mm-hmm. think Flash Wolves should have advanced over them. They, they beat them earlier that day, looked way better than them. The game stalled out because Flash Wolves missed taking a Baron, so Yankos stole it away, stalled out. They got the next Baron instead and ended off that. And then for some reason, Flash Wolves decided that they thought Mordekaiser Tom Kench was going to counter Heimerdinger in the last <laughs> game. And they got shit on. And then they also had counterpick mid where Bergson's up with Irelia into Rise, which is nice. He just ends up snowballing really hard on that lane and he has a much bigger advantage than he should have. And they essentially won off laning phase in that game. They didn't have to play, like, team play-wise, any anything at all. I didn't see anything super amazing out of G2. Um, and my only hope for them going further than where they are now is just out of pure fanboyism. Like, I, I don't think they look too great, personally. Mm-hmm. I think... Um...
1: I agree with some stuff never said, disagree with the other. I thought F- Flash Wolves looked fucking terrible. Like <laughs> I agree G2's like macro was was not fantastic, but the fact that Flash Wolves struggled so hard to punish anything with a split push cuz it happened again in the Afrika game and it happened uh you know the first time versus G2 like they they were fucking booty hole if like you didn't agree to fight them. And I the whole think group like, sucked. That, yeah, that whole group good. was pretty bad. Uh, 100% agree. So, I mean, that's splitting hairs about which of those two teams like didn't look as bad. I think, uh, G2, while like you can say like the split push style versus RNG style should be good, which I think you know in a theoretical world it is, but like G2 don't actually play that fast. And like you saw what happened when Gen G tried to go like split push versus RNG and like they just kept engaging on ruler and ruler kept out playing it until the one time he didn't. And then the game was just over. And like, that's exactly what flash wolves wasn't doing. The G2 it was like, they weren't engaging over and over again. So like, I actually think if, if RNG drafts enough engage, they're really good about like their timing windows of, and, and engaging. And like what ended up happening to RNG and why they dropped games was because vitality and C9 played really aggressive and snowballed the game against them. And that's like, not what G2 does that well. Mm. So, like, eventually RNG actually did have to stop picking late game carries. They started playing Callistas and Lucians because they were getting rolled by C9 of Vitality and they got yeah. scared off late game. But, like, against G2, you're not going to get scared off late game. Like, Uzi's going to pick Kai'Sa, Zaya, Trist, I don't know, whatever late game shit he wants. Get there through a free laning phase. And then, like, if RNG's engages are on point, G2's probably going to lose. But I do agree. If G2 can can just split the map and avoid those engages i actually do think let me is a huge liability versus wonder um and i think perks with counterpick should be able to outperform and he has he has a nasty nasty akali so even blue side like if you can blind akali and stuff like that because there are a fair amount of things you want to ban versus g2 it's not that hard to actually get blue side of akali for for g2 um i do think they have a, a lot of powerful picks that that could help them out but uh, I think it's probably closer to the Fnatic over EDG prediction for me, like probably 75 25 for RNG.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: The main thing I'm excited to see is just the actual like laning phase play out in those games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like the way top of the mid plays out will be super interesting. And that's like, if they're winning through that, that's what I'm happy. If they don't advance, but they are at least like doing really well in lane and competing off that and getting like decent leads, then I'm pretty happy with G2's performance at Worlds overall.
0: Yeah. Hey, thank you I so think much. The, oh, go ahead and, oh, and just sorry. wrap us up, Rafa. Uh,
9: uh, just, yeah, just uh, last thing. I think the other thing that will be uh, just interesting to note is how well Jankos plays, because I think this is the weakest he's ever played in an international tournament, if uh, if I'm correct on that. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that even if G2 loses this best of five, that he goes down swinging. I want to see him on Lee Sin again. I want to see him on really aggressive champions and not making
2: questionable (laughs) mechanical misplays around
0: the map hey thank you so
2: much Rafa. thank you
0: okay Okay, three more callers to go uh catching up on some subs uh pedro polo 75 dan e grumpy monkey debt three month twitch prime sub tommy tat two months artha lol tenebrisalim Control the Snow, Newcroft, Petrock02, SodaCop, and Kylo Zen. We're all caught up. Hopefully no one else subs, because then I have to read it. That would be painful. Toph Beifong is here. Toph Beifong, thank you for being a Twitch sub. What do you want to call? Or what do you want to talk about? Sorry. Where are you calling from? I'm
10: calling from Fable, Arkansas.
0: Fable, Arkansas. Sorry, the long trip is starting to get to me. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
10: Uh, I was just going to talk about the value of plans, and I think the reason that first season n a suffer uh is due to the domestic success that they have, and I think that losses are inherently more valuable um, and that gives you an echo chamber to kind of like find your faults and in addition, the play gives the extra stage time to like iron out nerves that kind of stuff I know they've been talking about it on Twitter and reddit. Um, And C9 has kind of came out like, well, there's some downsides too, but I think uh, generally, I think that's why the third seed in NA performs better. It gives us more time to adapt and know that the way we were playing isn't right.
2: Mm. I think it's more of just the first
3: seed in NA is always typically played. This like super slow punished enemy making... uh, Overaggressive errors and just slowly winning the game that way—the kind of thing that like plagued TSM in the past too. Um, I think TL kind of has um, issues with that for the most part too. Um, they obviously have some like weird overaggression stuff in relation to like objectives and the way they play the game, but stuff that they're doing works really well in NA and leads to domestic success really easily. And I don't know. I think maybe they just get locked into that type of playstyle, and then when they go international, it's uh, doomed. And what, do really
1: about, what do you think about experimented further? What think about twenty sixteen TSM? Because I didn't think that they were too reactive. They forced a lot of bot dives, but then like just couldn't do it against that group. I can't remember exactly twenty sixteen TSM. It was like I don't the really uh, remember, like, what Double roster of, that was. Delif plays Lucian every game, and Sven and Biugo was... <laughs> roam bottom, and they just destroy people's bot lanes. I mean, that's essentially just TL
3: right now at the better mid, yeah? Yeah.
1: It's like Uh, the same (laughs) play (laughs) style. So, teams that go through quarter or through play-ins who are not LMS or wildcard regions are 6-0 at getting out of groups. They've gotten out every single time. Twice for C9, Fnatic last year, g 2 this year, EDG, and WE. So... I'm actually inclined to buy in on the idea that like the extra stage time and prep is more valuable as g G2 grabs has said, like if they didn't get to play in planes, they wouldn't have got out of their groups and C9 before going into plans said like, yeah, we're happy to play in plans. We want to play in plans. And I'm sure they would attribute some of their success. The fact that they had a full BO five versus Gambit, even if they were kind of trolling picks, like gave them a chance to learn stuff. So um i'm i'm relatively inclined to like think planes is actually a benefit
0: do you think that that benefit will go away long term because right now you go there and you're like okay we can get out but at some point in time like the other teams are going to start getting competitive enough that like you're risking a lot by heading there
1: i think it's a, a risk reward kind of thing like how confident are you in your team? If you're not that confident, you should actually probably go and play in play-ins because you have no chance of getting out if you just go into groups. Yeah. Um someone in the chat said like C9's
3: been like our third seed every time. Is that true? Yeah, C9's they're they're always our
1: third seed. They get maybe. they've gotten through gauntlet every single time since yeah. Gauntlet existed.
3: Maybe maybe it's just more of a case of C9 gears up more at worlds. Yeah, but we see this
1: with the like other They're just playing right? better at Worlds than they do in NA. Maybe they care more at Worlds. Yeah, but it's also true that EDG and WE got out as well as Fnatic and G2. Yeah. I uh I, I think it's interesting because it allows you to win games on the world stage like build experience so you're not just TL in your first games against T- KT and you shit your pants. <laughs> like I actually think that stuff from a mentality standpoint is pretty pretty valuable. Um and they're harder-fought games than you're going to get in scrims. Like Everyone knows scrim practices can be pretty booty-hole. Uh, so I, I'm down with the idea that... like I think it'd be really cool if you offered the one seat of a region, whether or not they wanted to go into play-ins or
0: not. Oh, that'd be cool. Actually, I really like it when you give a team a decision. Like when you let them yeah, pick like, their opponents or something like that. So I think letting them decide if they want to go in... I just feel like nobody would. I feel like people would be too afraid that they'd go in and something would fluke and then they wouldn't, they'd not make it out.
2: Yeah,
1: but I think it's a, f- a fun decision. I would love also, to see it. Also, screw
0: happens. over the wildcard teams because now they might randomly end up with a tier, like a, t- a first seed team, then like a third seed?
1: I don't think so. I mean, no offense to the wildcard regions, but the only time they've ever gotten out was against HKA. Sucked, and 1907 Fenerbahce beat them, and then went what zero six in the group of death. So like, I don't know. Is it that different?
0: I mean, it just feels very like if the reasoning is, well, the wild card team suck anyway. Uh I don't. It's kind of it's just a feel. Well, reasoning.
1: if you were a wild card team, are you ex- like? I think I would imagine that they're excited to go up against the other regions, no matter what. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong here, and hopefully, uh, some in a future call in an international wildcard viewer can, or a emerging region viewer who has been emerging for three years can tell me, uh, if you would like to play TL or you'd like to play C9 or if it doesn't make a difference to you.
10: Yeah. I think it's interesting with that point, because if you're a first seed and you're scared of going into the play-ins, then you're not planning on winning much at worlds anyway. Um, uh, like if you're yeah if you're scared of going in and like dropping out against uh, kaboom or detonation or whoever, then what are you going to do when you come up against you know KT against EDG against these other teams?
1: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't want to put the like the the, the mindset like if you don't go into play you're you're scared because you could easily say like no we're just confident we don't need play-ins as a ramp up time right like I wouldn't expect a lot of these these regions to choose that but it is I think it's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think hey, there's something to it. We have to move on to our next caller, but thank you so much, Toph Fong, for the call. All uh, right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, reading out some subs. There was an individual who said that I missed their sub. I don't see it in the list, but I did see that they are a sub. I'm trying to catch their name. So begins with a C. I, I lost it in Twitch chat because i moved on. So hopefully that person, shout out to that person. We will I'm sure say something in chat in a second. Um, Kyle zero eight zero eight just hit one hundred and fifty gifted subs, which I think of that they've gifted like one hundred forty of those in the past week. I don't know, some insane number, but thank you, Kyle zero eight <coughs> zero eight, for who Kando Letcho Sengote, Sapral Sup, uh, Zzlxd, and Jordan Ziff. Ducky G subbed. Uh, Vendis Grants gifted a sub to Amanda QTT. And Vandy's graft, uh, Grant's gifted a sub to IZRNG as well. Chovy152. Thank you for the Twitch sub. Carnifice is here. we have a call? Uh... I know. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to talk to them, Mark. Carnifice, where are you calling from?
11: I am calling from the great state of Nebraska.
0: Well, good to hear from you. Uh, are there? There's not very many people that live there, right? That's kind of the thing. Or is it Montana? One of those people don't really live in
11: it's both dude it's both okay so are you is it just you there right now uh yep i'm the only one in like the tri-state area okay
2: wow that must be
0: lonely what do you want to talk about on the show tonight
11: uh so something i've been thinking about is um with the success of uh fanatic cloud nine and vitality uh, i thought it was interesting that they have uh all western rosters and I'm wondering if part of their success might be attributed to uh the fact that they have better communication than say a team that has, has two imports who whose uh you know English skills may not be as strong. So we should say
0: small sample size here. Um but I don't know. What do you guys think?
3: I'll let Nero go first. What what's the sample size on this? Are you comparing TL and
0: C9? Well I I mean yeah we only have a couple of teams that there's only a couple teams at Worlds in general, and yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just makes weird mixed rosters
1: mix roster as well. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I I
3: guess I don't really know what their their English levels are like. I've never. I mean, I'm pretty sure when I spoke to Ole like last off season, Ole's English his English fun. was like good. <laughs> <And> I'm pretty, <laughs> I mean, good. I'm pretty sure Impact's been around a while. I'm Impact's pretty sure his English Impact's
0: is, like, English is uh, very Twitch chat esque.
3: I mean, that's fine. You don't need to be, like, eloquent when you speak, as long as, like, concepts make sense to you and, like, review and stuff.
11: Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you think it it holds them back from contributing and and talking about sort of the finer points of the game? Because, I mean, there are, like, sort of different levels of fluency, right? I mean, you can say top die, or you can, you know, talk about... Of course. you know, talk about the more intricate points of, you know, why did Top die? Did he, did he, have, did he... <laughs> I
0: think instead of looking at it's the players, if you want to look at TL, you want to look at the coach. Because Kane, I don't think, has great English. And that might be the bigger issue rather than Impact or Ole. If you were to say there's an issue here with language.
12: Well, I think
1: the other thing, too, is you're not just like weighting language against itself. Like, I don't think it's an argument of... Being fluent is better than not being fluent with the rest of the team. It's about like, well, Impact's English is not great, but he's a better player than any top laner we would have gotten. So we've picked Impact, right? Like, I think that's really what you're weighing it against.
11: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I guess my question is, like, at what, point, at what point does the value of being able to communicate um, more efficiently with your team outweigh uh, you know someone who might be a slightly worse player than impact, but they can communicate communicate better I mean, As long as you're not a
3: liability to your team as long as you're like performing Okay, cuz like impact doesn't even perform great like his laning stats are pretty abysmal and I Mean he does okay, but he's nothing exceptional like I don't know I feel like to replace him on that team You just have to be like a decent top and be okay I don't know. I value communication pretty highly as long as though you're able to communicate it's it's fine as long as you don't need a translator. I don't think it really inhibits your team that much. There's definitely some limitations in like actual review aspects, but
0: what if the coach needs a translator
3: The coach needs trans- a I think if you have to involve a translator at all, it's pretty problematic. Like it just slows everything down. Like it might work, but I, I don't know how workable like Kane's English is. But I I know like having a translator is really annoying for anyone involved in the process for the most part
2: unless
3: yeah. like everyone has some understanding of Korean or the coach has some understanding of English, it's really, really annoying to do things to a translator.:
0: I think the bigger thing for me when you have all native, uh, you have an all-native rosters that it just it's a good sign for the region. Um, I mean, Enero, you've talked about this for a long time about like people who claim NA doesn't have talent or that we have to import in order to succeed or anything like that, and it uh, certainly feels like certain teams are proving that to be incorrect. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, Na definitely exists. So,
1: well, also you had a Korean top laner on Echo Fox. Uh, did you ever feel like Huni's level of English was a problem? I mean, Huni has really good English, so I assume not. But no, nah. Huni's English was great. But like
3: going back to like the short was with Looper, like Looper's English was, you know, it was problematic to a certain extent. You know, like it's hard to communicate because you know it's hard to understand as well, and it slows down communication and so I was much more willing to put Brandini in at the time as the season went on because it was just similar performance or like similar outcome of what would
2: happen in top lane. But uh the English was at least workable with everyone.
0: Dana wants you to read Discord in Arrow.
2: Like, read and read he wants you to read it publicly. Name. He said preach.
3: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that that was it. I don't really know what I'm preaching there, but yeah.
1: I think uh my general thoughts on it are as long as like Anero said, you can get the English to a workable level um in game, I think that the talent supplement that most imported Korean players bring is more than enough to justify it. I think if there's actual in-game communication problems of people not being able to say what they want or need, then obviously that's, that's a big, big problem. Um, And in terms of translator, I mean, like C9 has done it with a translator for the most part, like Reaper had a translator for different periods of time in his career, I believe with like Robin helping out. So I'm a little bit more on the fence of the translator, though. I do agree. It does slow everything down to a pretty painful pace,
2: but. I don't think that's, that's the problem for why NA doesn't get out.
0: Okay. Hey, uh, thank you so much for the call, Carnifice. Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: And one last caller to go. Taking a look at the uh, sub chart right now. Uber Lawn Gnome, reset for eight months in a row. Are you going to cover the Minecraft Hunger Games tournament this year? I am unaware that that was a thing
3: i'll go for you if you want
0: really for travis gafford industries you can be on the on the floor
2: minecraft hunger games is lit it's actually too good
0: donovan is here donovan where are you calling from
2: i am calling from Illinois.
0: illinois what do you want to talk about on the show tonight
12: So I'll read my topic here. Um, Basically, kind of talk about why this meta might give the best chance for a Western team to possibly make it to finals and maybe even win it all. Um, Kind of comparing that to previous metas and the successes and failures of previous Western teams. And I think Inero kind of touched on um, TSM and Liquid uh, already kind of playing that reactive style and how that's like really never worked. Um, But this meta kind of gives c9 and g2 and Fnatic the opportunity to pick comps that you can you can force fights right around all of the objectives that have kind of been like put into the game now um, and kind of given more priority uh so i think we've kind of seen that in c9 in previous years with some different picks that have made fighting easier as well as like things like misfits last year where there's picks where you can force force fights early and not just let these teams that maybe play the reactive style so much better than everybody else, kind of just control the game. So I think this meta gives more picks and more ways to play to just kind of give Western teams a better um, possibility of winning.
3: I think it's definitely helped that there hasn't just been like a random huge change up rip beforehand too pretty nice it's made worlds more enjoyable to watch for me at least which is interesting because
0: um, i think that in the past i have thought that a random weird change-up would benefit the western teams because you're creating more volatility which should like lessen the skill gap
3: well right now it just feels like early game matters a lot more mm-hmm. so it's been stable early game matters more laning means a lot more you can win games more often off of laning and not relying on having like really good ability to play the game later and stall games out, which has been what a lot of teams have done. Like, Jinji, you know, they yeah. dropped out of their group. They could not stall any game. It wasn't even possible. It didn't look like they were actually playing to win games, but it worked for them in the past, you know? It doesn't yeah, work right now because laning phase actually gives, you know, <laughs> actually is important.
1: I think laning phase is always important. I remember the 2013-2014 years where we just got smashed in lanes, but I, I do agree that, like, the meta is very fast paced right now. Like the ability to snowball off a single Baron is, is disgusting. Whereas like in the past, it hasn't always been that crazy. There's no like ardent sensor in the meta. There's no like you must build this thing. And so teams are teams that have strengths can actually go and like approach those strengths differently. Whereas like everything was about bot lane for the most part last year. Um, you still have like mid lanes. There's some stuff, but for the most part, it was like, you have to build art and Sensor. You, if your 80 carry is bad, you probably are not going to go very far on the tournament. Uh, and this year, like, if you have a beast top laner who wants to play carry picks, like, great. If you want to play Orin Sion, and other stuff, great. I think there's a lot more just options available, which allows teams to actually use their strengths versus just conform to what is a, a tournament meta. You can play a lot of different stuff right now, which feels real good. It's really yeah. nice to
12: see play out. Yeah, and, and kind of... Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Um, kind of, I don't want to disagree completely, but I think that some of the things, like I guess just the picks have not really been established yet. Um, I mean, maybe coming into Worlds, each region had their kind of picks, like uh, Zillion in NA was big. And I don't know how much that was put in other places, but um, there's a lot that's getting brought out as kind of counter picks, or maybe just to go neutral in lane um, that other regions didn't really recognize until now. And most of the time when some teams do that, it kind of drops dead. And I feel like this year, there's a lot of opportunity in that. Um, like RNG said, we want to watch um, uh, Jensen play Zillian, kind of like l- see how it works and like learn about it, right? So I think there's a lot more respect to some of the other pocket picks that people are bringing out. And I think that there's a possibility in this like first uh, in the quarters that there's probably going to be some picks we haven't seen yet that might get brought out. So I'm optimistic.
3: <laughs> Maybe. I, th- I think... T- like new new and diverse types of picks tend to emerge when early game is more impactful and you know, it's kinda how it is right now. Or it's just more viable to actually play out a game through through the early half and be able to snowball that reliably. Um someone in the chat, L O L Mintu, also said like um like early game vision being reduced because of tracker's knife being gone. Um I think stuff like that's been pretty important for you know, enabling things overall too, because these types of picks work more because you can actually, I don't know, get some cheesier shit off and have more, you know, inconsistency in the early games playing out because you can't just track the jungler the entire, like, first
1: 15 minutes of the game. So, what's interesting about that too is, like, I tried to, uh, I worked just, our stats team was trying to, like, look up some stats around that and, like, war per minute numbers and, like, war clear per minute numbers aren't actually that different than some of previous years, but what, I think is different and like, I, I don't know how to prove this numerically, but like a lot of the vision went away from like three minute sightstone stone slash um, green smite. I can't remember the fucking name of that item. Trackers. Uh, tracker's knife like that stuff got pulled out and it's a lot about like trinket wards, which actually don't last three minutes. They scale up to three minutes over time as like you level more. So in the early game you get more temporary vision, but it doesn't last as long. Um, and then, like, I'm pretty sure like zombie wards count as real wards and like blue trinkets count as real wards. And so, like, I think the actual pool of real wards that last long periods of time, like pinks and sightstone wards specifically, is a lot lower. um But it has been replaced with these kind of like temporary shitty vision things. And so the numbers actually don't look that different. But I agree with the point that, like, I do, f- like, everyone has talked about how it feels like there's less vision in the game. I couldn't quite find a stat to prove it but like i'm pretty sure it's because there's so much like random crappy vision that doesn't like it's cleared instantly it's not like a real ward that sits there for three minutes and so i haven't been able to find it but like it definitely feels like there's like you you just don't get choked out anymore i I don't see baron setups where it's like yeah and all their vision's gone and this team's just gonna sit there for a minute and push mid and then sit there for a minute and push mid and sit there for a minute and one of the times they start it like that's not a strat anymore yeah, I mean I mean
3: you can't walk into someone's jungle like after you get tracker's knife and just place a ward at their camps and just have complete knowledge of where they're at on that side of the map as easily. Like it's it's completely different and I think it's pretty nice. It's okay. definitely like an
12: overlook change for sure.
0: Yeah, I think some of these picks oops, Oh no, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead.
12: I think some of the picks too that are coming in that um there's a lot of opportunity for outplay. So even with full vision, um, some of these highlight plays, people are taking them knowing, hey, there's a chance I can turn this. Like, I think there's the one with Aurelia. Was that Duke that like, rolled in, like, what, one before or something like that? There's a lot of just, like, uh, there's strong picks, but they can also get stomped if they're dealt with right. So it's just, I don't know. I think kind of, like, transitioning, it makes it for probably the best worlds to, like, actually watch. I don't know. I've enjoyed watching this a lot just because... It's explosive, there's a lot of variety, so um
2: yeah. Um
1: one final point about the meta. Uh if you look at presence or not presence, but the amount of picks relative to bands, like something can still be hundred percent presence in terms of pick band every game, but like the actual number of picks getting through are higher. We haven't gotten through any of the knockout stage yet. And Aatrox is the highest presence at hundred percent, but he's been picked seventeen times, Alistar picks sixteen, or got picked twenty. And these are all 90% plus presence champions in previous years. Like Callista was a hundred percent ban, 80 bands. Uh, Galio had a 91% presence, but 21 picks only. So like if Alistair gets picked five more times over the course of the tournament, he's been picked more. And so uh, in, if you go back to season six, like it's 11 picks for Nidalee over the course of the tournament while being a hundred percent presence or 16 for Syndra before it drops down drastically. There's no, even though there are clearly still the priority champions and like they came into the meta, everyone knew Aatrox, Alistar, Urgot, Akali type things were super strong. They are not so much stronger that you must spend bans on them, which I think makes red side a lot more interesting than it was in the past where you had these perma bands that you basically needed to throw down.
12: Yeah, and I think another cool thing is teams like C9 and um, G2 where Heimerdinger and like Zillion are such priority picks that maybe it's you're kind of you have to pick what you want to get through right so you might ban someone's comfortable pick but then something really strong i shouldn't say really strong but stronger gets through so i think that it's really cool with where the meta's at right now with that as well and some of these priority picks actually having enough or i guess the comfortable picks having enough uh uh, possibility to actually carry games that you get a lot of different um, priority picks between different teams which makes it interesting when it comes to Possibly a best of
0: five in these quarters. So, hey, Donovan, thank you so much for the call. Yeah, thanks. Everyone, thanks, man. All right, that is the show. We're gonna do some shout outs. Mark, you got anything you want to say? Nope, you got nothing. No offline TV stuff to plug. No, like, I'm gonna be at the quarterfinals desk. Oh,
1: uh, no, I won't be. My, My world's is. Uh Denzo. It's been Denzo for a while.
0: Oh really? I was yeah. only doing,
1: Yeah, I was doing Group Stage, but I was only doing the, the three days of Group Stage in the middle. Okay. So world's is over, but I'm going to TwitchCon now officially.
0: Nice. Ooh. I'm um, also going to TwitchCon. And uh I shouldn't probably say this until it's confirmed, but
1: Say it anyways. There is
0: a very good chance. I give it eighty. Eighty percent chance right now that there will not be an episode of Hotline League next Monday, and I apologize. Because well, we might be doing one live from TwitchCon. So if you are going live to TwitchCon ones. and you want to see it, we're trying to coordinate. I mean, Kelby might be able to make it. Uh, and we're trying to see what his schedule looks like. We're trying to see uh, we, we have a stage opportunity that we might be able to take. They're looking into the technical stuff on it. So if you are going to TwitchCon, there's a very good chance that We'll do it live there, and of course, we would broadcast it here on the stream as well. That'd be our second time doing it live, so that would be pretty hype. Uh, when is Did Travis going to try Japan? And slip in. Day after quarterfinals. What'd you say, Mark?
2: Did you just try and slip in the fact that we aren't going to have one on Monday after quarterfinals,
0: Travis? An arrow. Just do you have any shout-outs, plugs, anything you Travis, want to say? Travis,
1: I've woken up a number of times and fucked my sleep schedule for this. Are you really not going to do the same? Well, the
0: problem is we can't do two within the same week. What would we talk about? Especially between groups or after quarterfinals, and we would be doing it. If it's two... on, isn't? No, because if we do I it uh, to... Friday, we would be at TwitchCon, which is the most likely time we would do it. We would be doing it before semi-start.
1: Okay, never mind then. I thought it was gonna be maybe on Saturday and then yeah. we would have at least one semifinal matchup to talk and, about.
0: And we've been doing them more frequently than once every seven days. So like we did one literally four days ago, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. And then Same. we would do another one because guess what? Quarterfinal starts tomorrow
0: night. Yeah. But, but whatever. And arrow, so, yeah, what do you got? You, I
1: don't care.
3: Uh nothing. Just thanks for having me on again. Yeah. Appreciate it. It's
0: been a while. Yeah, nobody called in to talk about Golden Guardians. Are you guys already That's looking fun. at uh, like Are you in the the like build roster stage yet?
3: Are you uh, I talent? mean, yeah, it's like the whole like off season phase. You know how that goes.
1: Who's in Korea Everybody trying to poach say. talent for you guys?
3: <laughs> uh, we sent Benji to Korea his undercover agent. Oh wow! Okay, currently nice. infiltrating scrims, poaching people real hard.
0: Nice. Very good. Well, thanks, Nero, for coming on the show. Uh, Really quickly, I should shout out Isgoody for the Twitch Prime, who sent it uh, right at the end. Also, shout out to anybody who right now moves their cursor over my face, sees that they have a Twitch Prime sub, and drops it. And shout out to anybody watching the VOD or listening to the podcast that comes to my channel, even if I'm not live, to send it. Uh, I've got a ton of stuff up on my YouTube channel for coverage of Worlds. Go check it out. Uh, all if, of it's bad if you want even more 100t discussion than like the giant conversation we had at the very beginning of the show i did a video about that apparently uh shot listened to it on stream uh i think somebody said did he say that he was down to come on the show
1: mark uh, yeah i watched the twitch clip he said he would come on uh
0: he did say he would come I, on but didn't did not reply to a dm but he so said he's sleeping
1: well, he said in the Twitch clip, I would come on, I'd be willing to, and then he said kind of like after, like an annou- like a, uh, a d- announcement or something from the team.
2: Oh, okay.
1: It sounded like they, they might have been planning. I, I, I don't know. And mm-hmm. then I sent him a DM last night after he was done streaming, and he yeah. probably went to bed.
2: Cool. Well,
1: He's hiding from us yeah. our hard-hitting, journalistic um,
0: something. Uh, he's, changed, yeah. <laughs> he's changed his sleep schedule to avoid us. Um. Either way, shout out to Nate Shot. It's cool. Hopefully, we'll have him on the show in the future. Probably not the TwitchCon episode, but eventually. And shout out to all of you, wonderful people, for being here watching this. Thank you, Purple Dog, for the Twitch Prime. This has been Hotline League. By the way, we didn't even address this. Fifty episodes. That's pretty slick. Uh, I feel the longest running
1: show in esports. Is it? No one checked that. The longest running show in esports.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? Thanks. uh, Thanks everyone for watching. This has been episode fifty.